Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Let's start with this BC company that put out a statement that got everyone by surprise here, saying that they had received a license from Health Canada to manufacture uh, and sell cocaine. <laughs> so this is this is great. Adastra Labs. Langley, B.C. Yeah, the Liberals brought this up in the House yesterday. The first reaction from many of us is, is this a sort of a parody? Yeah, Actually, could this be true? Cocaine? What is this? Well, yeah, no, Health Canada has given this uh, company um, preliminary approval. But again, I don't think this is going to materialize. You've got to get business licenses at the municipal level. This is, I think, located in Langley. And I understand <clears throat> Health Canada put out a clarifying statement. For yeah, me. so Health Canada is like every newsroom in B.C. was trying to get a statement from Health Canada on this yesterday, and they finally did put out a statement late. Um, and they said that this company, they, con- they confirmed this company has been given a cocaine license, <laughs> but they said they cannot sell their products to the general public. They're only permitted to sell to other license holders, including pharmacists, practitioners hospitals and researchers researchers so who's, like, a, research, who, who's a researcher for cocaine I, this is what i want to know <laughs> now here's the other weird wrinkle on this so prime minister justin trudeau asked about this a short time ago in ottawa he said he is also surprised that this company has received a cocaine license another company in bc sunshine earth labs in Victoria. You can't make that name up. Yeah, Sunshine Earth Labs. That sounds like a professional outfit there. <laughs> they uh, say they aim to bring a safer supply of drugs to the global market. They say they've also received a cocaine license Yeah, co- from, from Health Canada. Cocaine licenses are sprouting up everywhere. They say they got an ecstasy license, too, Now that's, from Health Canada. That seems bizarre. What is going on? Okay, let's listen to some of the audio on this. So let's start in the legislature yesterday. This blew up in question mm-hmm. period yesterday. So you'll hear Liberal Leader Kevin Falcon here and the Solicitor General Mike Farnworth. Have a listen. Commercializing cocaine as a business opportunity amounts to legalizing cocaine trafficking. Full stop. So why has this Premier allowed for the commercialization of cocaine? That is just nonsense. We do not support the commercialization of cocaine in British Columbia or the country, Honourable Speaker. Government, if the federal government has granted a license, then they should be taking it up with the federal government. They're the one who made that license. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a minister stand up and say, we're not commercializing cocaine <laughs> in, in B.C. Yeah, that was just out of the blue yesterday. But it's interesting, as you mentioned, this, the development is now you've got this Victoria company saying they're going to yeah. um, sell ecstasy. Yeah, like what? Uh, Again, Health Canada seems to be moving along in a way that politicians don't support. So I wonder if this is actually going to materialize. I'd be very surprised if municipal governments would allow this type of operation to occur within their boundaries in terms of a business license and such. It's just not Health Canada's uh, purview. Municipalities have to sign off, off on this as well. Premier David Eby asked about this yesterday. Here's what he had to say. I was astonished uh, by this announcement. Uh, I understand uh, that this company is indicating that Health Canada has given them some kind of authorization. Uh, it is not part of our provincial plan. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it, quite apart from the kind of silliness of, about this, it's interesting to see in the legislature, the B.C. Liberals have sort of moved off of where the government is in terms of the drug policy, and they're trying to uh, sort of brand the NDP government as drug dealers. So yeah, the, yeah. the drugs that are mentioned in the House right now in terms of decriminalization are not fentanyl or opioids. It's heroin, cocaine, and crystal meth. That's yeah. what the, the Liberals keep raising those. The NDP... 
lose their minds in the house saying that's ridiculous. You know, we're not, this is, we're not decriminalizing cocaine and heroin, but those are the drugs that are most known to people, much more so than fentanyl or uh, opioids. And so, uh, this is part of a political fist fight in the legislature as well. And liberals, to their, don't blame them at all, jumping on this. Because it's something that even the NEP and the federal liberals don't support. Okay, this all follows, of course, the decriminalization of possession of small amounts of these drugs in B.C. So Mm -hmm. this is something that B.C. had asked for, and the federal government granted it. So you're allowed to possess, I think it's 2.5 grams. grams. So you're allowed to possess possess these drugs, and you you won't be charged criminally. Okay, but that doesn't mean you're allowed to sell drugs. That's still illegal. It's still illegal to traffic. It's a big leap from that to storefronts advertising or selling cocaine. Yeah. That's where the rubber hits the road here, and this is where Health Canada, I think, is out of step with what the political... Bosses, whether it's provincial or well, federal don't, level, but don't for, but don't forget what Health Canada is saying now is like, okay, well, yeah, this company got a license, but they're not allowed to sell to the general public. They can only well, you can sell to researchers, right? Who's a researcher? I guess you have to get a license. You have to be a licensed researcher. This is, this is all new turf. Yeah, you know, new territory. We the, don't the, know what the rules are. The other interesting wrinkle politically on this yesterday was, you know, at one point Farnworth, the Solicitor General, stood up and said, "Well, we all support." We all support decriminalization of drug possession. The liberals support that, too. And Falcon piped up and said, no, no, no. And, and, and Farmer said, what are you talking about? You guys said you did support this. And, and Falcon then said, we do not support decriminalization of drugs unless there are safeguards built in, like there are more improved access to treatment. Mm-hmm. Right. So the liberals seem to be adjusting their position. They, they, that's a good way of putting it, adjusting their position, because yeah. it's not the position that was there a year ago, Falcon is is moving his party away from that that ground the NDP occupies right now, which is decriminalization of small amounts of drugs, into a more conservative approach, which is not to tolerate the the drug use, but to basically emphasize treatment. Right, right. So this is turning into potentially a bit of a wedge issue. I, I think now. it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, Real quickly, the announcement yesterday that after a very long investigation into a major money laundering case in B.C., no charges here. Uh, David Eby seemed to be disappointed in that, the outcome of that. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, so this is a a complex investigation uh, that ends up going, uh, prosecutors taking a first look at it saying it doesn't meet the the charging standard in B.C., which is uh, substantial likelihood of conviction and in the public interest, that it failed on both points. Handed off to another uh, special prosecutor, Chris Constantine, a very well-respected local lawyer here. And David Eby, the attorney general at the time, downgraded the charging standard to not just a substantial likelihood of conviction, but a reasonable prospect of conviction. So even with that lower standard, Considine concluded it did not meet the test because the language of the federal law was just insufficient. To, to support a charge and being successfully prosecuted in court. So it exposed the weakness of the federal legislation, which has been the topic before. This, that particular issue didn't come out of the blue. There's never been a successful prosecution of money laundering in Canada, and now it appears yeah. it's because the law is just written and worded so badly. So after all this fuss about money laundering in B.C. and a public inquiry that costs millions of dollars, they still don't seem to be able to no. put together a successful prosecution on it. Never been a single no. successful prosecution. Mm-hmm. Um, EB yesterday saying he's going to work with uh, the federal government to try to fix this, uh, and in the meantime, concentrate their efforts on going after the proceeds of crime. 
uh, as, a, yeah. as a, another way of getting. Uh, and we saw how they seized the, the, the clubhouses of the Hell's Angels. Exactly. Okay. okay uh, just lastly, uh, the news yesterday that the Nordstrom department store chain, uh, very well known in Vancouver, anchor tenant there at the Pacific Center Mall. All shutting down. So Nordstrom shutting down all their stores in Canada, mm-hmm. including the flagship store, downtown Vancouver. Here's retail analyst David Ian Gray. They are really going to be on their heels. And it's it's a whole that's going to affect uh, other tenants in the property as well as the surrounding downtown. Nordstrom is a really key part of the retail landscape in the city. And I'd go so far as to say it may be irreplaceable. Okay, so you've got this big mall with a potentially a big empty spot right in the center. Well, of it. you know, um, look at the <clears throat> previous tenants. I mean, Eaton's used to be there. That no. was the original anchor tenant. Eaton's is gone. Sears, Simpson Sears is gone. Uh, the Bay is hanging on. Uh, but as uh, as the analyst points out, is the is the days of the big um, department store chain basically coming to an end? Yeah. And then maybe that's what we're looking at in terms of the scale of economy, that these stores don't work anymore. All right, let's go right to your phone calls here. Phone lines are open, 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Daryl in Coquitlam. Hi, Daryl, go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I was listening to a Morningstar analyst from New York this morning on Nordstrom's. And it's not a Canadian issue with Nordstrom's. It's a Nordstrom issue. Recently, they closed 16 of their stores in the United States, and they have two activist investors within uh, holding uh, shares in Nordstrom's. Uh, Nordstrom's Canada only accounted for 3% of their overall sales. So for them to do this and shut their Canadian operations down, it's showing the activist investors uh, that they're paying attention to their business. They, their sales have actually been tanking in the United States as well. So it's a much bigger picture than just being a Canadian problem. What were, what were these activist investors trying to achieve? Well, even though they, the uh, Nordstrom family holds 30%, uh, you know, they want seats on the board. They want them to change direction. Um, and, and your comment on, on big uh, box department stores, Macy's is actually doing very well in the United States, and so is Dillard's. So right. it's, it, it's not a Canadian issue. It's a Nordstrom issue. In- interesting. Thanks for the call. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but again, I think there's obviously different different stores having different uh, issues. But again, notice Eaton's was a... Um, you know, top store in chain in Canada, which yeah. disappeared. Yeah. Uh, Simpson Sears, again, grew up going to those stores. They're gone. Uh, some are thriving and some have replaced them, but clearly I think uh, some of these big store chains are having some problems that weren't there 30 years ago. I think the, the caller raises some interesting points. Nordstrom is a super nice store, though. I mean, it's a higher-end store. Higher-end. Like, you know, yeah. I think I went in there shopping a few times and found it expensive pretty expensive um you know but it was certainly a marquee kind of flagship store in downtown vancouver in that mall and i just wonder where that leaves that mall that that is a lot of floor space there yep. they might have to they might have to carve up that space well put, you know when the pandemic diff- i'm not hit, sure they the, can get another anchor there's tenant. a lot of analysis that shopping malls were going to go the way of the dodo that somehow they were not going to survive this. They're going to be turned into housing, for example. Yeah. Well, that hasn't happened. There's still malls that are that are thriving, and yeah. they've survived. But there's a lot of people think that model may not be permanent. Yeah. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Chris in Penticton. Hi, Chris. Go ahead. 
Hi, Mike. Uh, just, I love your show. Anyways, uh, I can understand why, well, uh, I mean, I, I, I love Nordstrom. I walked through the store many times, beautiful store. Same with the Bay. But, you know, I don't make enough money to be able to enjoy the ability to purchase things. And I think that we're going to see more and more of this happening because we're being stretched to a limit. And we just don't have the money to pay these exorbitant prices. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Well, you know, the Bay has been able to survive here in Victoria, I think largely because they put on pretty significant sales all the time. You can, you know, every given day you can find something at the Bay that's marked down considerably. And Nordstrom, as you say, I've been in Nordstrom's as well, pretty high-end stuff there. Yeah. And I'm sure that's out of reach for many people. Right. Well, especially in this uh, this climate, in this economy with the inflation, a lot of people are stretched. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, who can afford to go shopping at a high-end department store these days? I don't know, maybe enough, but I wonder if that's... Not unless you know, there's sales. Yeah. You know, big sales, big markdowns. Star 9898 on your cell is the number to call. Doug in Surrey. Hey, Doug. Hi, Mike and Keith. I was in there the other day, and I bought a shirt. Uh, it's a high-quality, uh, I'm calling my, my uh, spring fishing shirt. It has a fit and a quality of cotton. You can feel the difference. The buttons are really well attached. I bought another popover thing with... Uh, it's just an open uh, open neck. You can pop it on, and it's got a chest pocket. It's really well made. The one that I bought earlier, uh, it was sixty bucks, marked down to twenty nine. I bought it. This this shirt was about a hundred and seventy five bucks or something. They dropped it to seventy two. Yeah, it is expensive, but it's a thing that you buy and you know you're going to have it for a long, long time if you take good care of it. But <laughs> what I would love to see with all uh, you got North Face and and uh, HH whatever they call themselves and uh, Sport Check right there. What I would love to see uh, in my wildest dreams is Bass Pro Sports moves in from out there <laughs> to Wasson Mills right on the opposite corner. It's oh. a little ghetto for the uh, for the outdoor <laughs> crowd. Okay, yeah, Bass Pro Shops there. Well, I don't know. I think Bass Pro Shops doing pretty good out in Tawasson there. I've been in that store. They seem pretty busy in there. I'm not sure that's the best fit there for a fancy downtown mall. No. Like Bass Pro Shops. You're not going to see I think what they want. a lot of foot traffic. In there. Well, yeah, I think what they would like is another sort of higher-end department store in there, but... I'm not sure who moves in there. Like when you start thinking about another store that could just step into that space yeah. in that mall, n- nothing sort of springs to mind. No, like I think they might have to just chop up that floor space there and put and put more than one store in there. But that sort of takes away from that's what they call the anchor tenant, right? When mm-hmm. you want a mall, you want that sort of big anchor store. So that's quite a shock. But again, you know, the, will the model change? The anchor tenants are no longer going to be the thing. Yeah, we'll see.